Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Tommy, how are you today? I've had better Mondays, Jim, but, uh, you know, tough loss against a good football team. But uh, we're going to regroup. And uh, we got some things coming up this week, some adversity to deal with in terms of the weather here in Tampa. So just kind of a lot of prep on this Monday for our plans for the week and trying to get some preparation for a tough opponent and the Chiefs, try to get over a loss. And then, you know, a lot of people in this Tampa area sounds like they're going to be affected by, um, you know, the hurricanes that's coming. And I know our team is making some adjustments to our schedule. So a lot going on on this Monday, not just dealing with the loss, but also dealing with some upcoming plans for the week, which is very atypical. And we will talk about it all. Let's Go is brought to you by and presented by Hertz. You can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are, with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your Let's Go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. 23 years into this, and you're aggravated about losses. So you never get used to that? I think um, whatever term you want to use, frustrated, aggravated, disappointed, they all, you know, lump into the losses. You know, we put a lot into winning, and when you lose, you feel like it was all for naught. But a part of it is a learning, and I've always said, you know, you either win or you learn, and we're in a situation where we have to understand why we're losing and why we're not scoring points. It's a lot to put on our defense to give up 14 points against a very good offense and for us not to score more than that at home. So we obviously have a lot of work to do. Can you pinpoint the problem? I know there are a lot of factors that go into this. There's injuries. There's lack of familiarity with the personnel. Uh, it's the start of a season. But from your aspect, you've had 36 drives, just three touchdowns this season, and more turnovers than touchdowns. Can you pinpoint uh, why all of this is seemingly so out of kilter? There's a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that we're just not doing well, consistently well. We're not making enough yards in the run game. We're not converting on third down we're not scoring in the red area i mean all of it comes down to scoring points the one thing you know about football is every sport in the end of the day you're trying to score more points than the other team and you can only do that by getting the ball in the end zone you can only do that by marching the ball down the field unless you get a big play if you march the ball down the field you really can't have a lot of negative plays that impact you and i think between our penalties and our turnovers we've done our offense a disservice because we're just not able to consistently do the right thing in order to score points. So it's team-wide, it's offense-wide, it's every position is contributing, and it's obvious we got a lot of work to do. It's week three of the season, and you know our record is two and one. It's not you know obviously horrible. There's only a couple teams that are better than that, but we know the standard for our offense is much higher, and we've got to go out there and perform at a much higher level if we expect to score more points and to become a consistently dependable high-scoring offense. Tom, and it comes down to the last play, even with all of these issues, the two-point conversion. And then there's a delay of game, which makes it even more difficult. Now there are clock issues. The coach says today, 25 seconds originally, went down to 20, but you still have to snap the ball and get the playoff. Can you tell us from your vantage point what happened on the two-point conversion? Well, I agree with Coach Bowles. You know, we just have to get the playoff. And... um you know, it's it's interesting. Two-point plays, when you think about them, they're relatively insignificant on the call sheet until, until they become the most important play of the game. So you're never planning on the two-point conversion to end up being the play of the game, but the reality is, is it does end up becoming the play of the game. So we just didn't do a great job executing, and 
didn't get into the play we wanted. And then, you know, we took the delay. We didn't have any timeouts left and moved us back to the seven. And we just couldn't make the play there at the end. So they got a little pressure on the left, flushed me to the right, tried to find Russ in the corner of the end zone, but the linebacker was standing there and made a good play, kind of deflecting the ball. So in the end, you know, 60 minutes of football, you come up two points short. We could have probably scored a lot more points. They could have scored more points, but, you know, it was more of a defensive game. And, you know, offensively, if we want to score more points, we have to do a a lot of things at a much higher level. You often tell us it's a marathon and the unpredictability of the NFL seems to come into fruition early in the season. We have teams that are undefeated. Uh, Last week, we thought the Bills were going to be undefeated throughout the season and they play a tough game and lose in Miami. So we just see this constant roller coaster early in the season seems to steady out, as you always say, as we get ready for football after Thanksgiving. As a team, how do you prepare for things that are unforeseen because there is so much that can't be seen at this point of the year? It's, a, it's certainly a marathon. And, um, you know, three games into the year, it's a still a small sample size. A lot of things are going to play themselves out. And I think every team is going to have to find ways to make improvement over the course of the year. So it's not, you know, one position. It's not one part of the game. It's every phase of Every team is trying to reach a higher level, and you do that through a lot of practice and a lot of work. So, you know, some of the early games yesterday, you know, not not many people would have thought KC would go in to Indy and lose to the to the uh, to the Colts, but they did. You know, you wouldn't think Buffalo would lose to Miami, but they did. Every week, it seems like it's something different, you know. And um, you know, that's why people love watching sports. That's just the reality of sports, too. I mean, Buster Douglas. No one thought Buster Douglas would beat Mike Tyson. You know, you go to these Kentucky Derby and there's 50 to one shots that win. And I'm not saying that happens every week, but there's a skill element that comes into everything. If you're driving down the field and you turn the ball over, you can't score points. It's the reality. There's no way you could score points if you don't have the ball. So you say, oh, well, why are we not scoring points? Well, turnovers. Turnovers don't allow you to score points. Or third down conversions. We're two of whatever on third down. So, okay, well... If you're not going to make third downs, well, what do you got to do? Well, you got to get first downs on first and second down, which means, you know, you got to complete a high percentage of passes or you got to run the ball well. All the things kind of play together. We had so many situations yesterday where we were third and really long, which is not anybody's strong suit, certainly not ours right now. So, you know, I think that winning and losing the games is a lot of things doing consistently well over the course of the game, over the course of practices, the things you work on, the situations you put you in. And, you know, we're not doing anything at a very high level on offense right now. Unfortunately, our defense is playing well, and we're at a spot where we're 2-1, and one, but we have a lot of room to improve. So what is it you tell yourself on days like today that, that you love about this game that draws you back? You know, you can hit a lot of bad golf shots oh, yeah. in I've a round that. of golf, and then you can flush one or make a long putt, and you say, you know, everything that I just hated for the first 14 holes, I love this. I'm coming back tomorrow. What oh, yeah. is that draw in football? Well, I was thinking about that today. Had we made that two-point conversion and you make it 14-14 and we go to overtime and you win the game, that could be one of the most thrilling games you'd ever been a part of. So for as disappointing as it is to not make a two-point conversion, had you made the two-point conversion and won in overtime, it would have been incredibly thrilling. So that's what we love because the thrill of it and being in the arena is what it's always been all about. You know, Being in there with a chance to decide it in front of – 70,000 people that are cheering for you, the whole community of people that are cheering for you. And, 
you know, sometimes you just come up short and we didn't, we just, you know, in the end we didn't deserve it. You know, we didn't play well enough to deserve it. And I give the Packers credit. They made the plays that they needed to make in order to win. Can you describe what it's like to play in this type of heat? Because heat seems to be a factor. It's a factor for both teams, probably even more so for a team that comes from Green Bay. But yeah. what's it like to just be drenched the entire game and to have to work, you know, with everything that goes into this, uh, you know, 300-pound guys chasing you. And, and for those guys on the line, you know, just the physical aspect of this uh, with with this with this type of heat. Yeah, there's a lot of elements that play into professional football, too. You know, it's different. I would say then, um, you know, in indoor sport, hockey, basketball, something like that, you have to figure out a way to deal with the inclement weather to, you know, extreme hot conditions, extreme cold. I was in New England for a long time. I got really good at playing in the cold and, you know, playing in the heat is something that I had to really get used to. And it took me some time to figure out what are some strategies to use in the heat, you know, things that I had never really had to adapt to, you know, maybe in training camp when I was at the Patriots, we'd have one or two days all year was above 90 degrees. I mean, here I practiced 60 days a year over 90 degrees. So, you know, your body has to get acclimated. You have to keep your body cool, you know, lighter shirts, you know, a lot of cold water. You know, we put these really cool, cool trailers in this year that a lot of guys have utilized. So, you know, yesterday I just got to make sure, you know, you can't really overheat. Once you overheat, you're pretty cooked, literally and figuratively. So trying to stay cool is a challenging thing. Trying to stay cool under pressure is a challenging thing. And, uh, you know, I'm understanding how to play in the heat a little bit better. And, you know, I thought we have a great advantage playing here in the heat if we play to our potential. And yesterday we obviously didn't play to our potential. Green Bay played slightly better than us, but I'm sure it wasn't easy for them either. I'm sure they were pretty gassed at the end of the game. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. Well, there he is. He, he just can't get it done, Tom. It's like the play clock expired on Snake as well. Sorry, Snake. I know the feeling, bro. <laughs> Let's take him back to the seven-yard line and try this again. Can you hit the button, Snake? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. As we continue here on Let's Go, I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Our program is presented by Hertz. You're talking about the weather, and the weather's a big factor. You're going to have to go down to Miami. What is it, tonight or tomorrow? And practice because of the uh, hurricane that's headed toward Tampa. Yeah, the plan is, and it's all things are kind of, uh, you know, trying to adjust on the fly. And preparations for an NFL game are pretty intense. This is a little different for me. I've never had to deal with anything like this. So, you know, we had COVID for a couple of years, and now with this, uh, seems like pretty intense hurricane coming our way. I don't think Tampa is probably, I don't think any place is very well suited for a hurricane to hit. But everyone in this area will be in our thoughts and prayers as we go through it. I know our team is going to have to adjust, go to Miami and practice there for the week. And then hopefully we can come back later in the week and play against the Chiefs Sunday night. So a lot of things can happen in a short period of time. And I think it's uh, suited for all of us to stay 
adaptable to the situation. I, I don't think that anyone's really prepared for this. I know I've been preparing all morning. I get all my stuff outside, try to put it inside, try to get all the stuff on the ground level up a little bit higher. I'm right here on the bay. So they're talking about pretty high storm surges. And um, it's a scary thing. I will say that it's a scary thing when it really hits your doorstep. Certainly, everybody should keep abreast of what's going on uh, in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area. I know that everybody will take the necessary precautions, and we hope that everything turns out okay uh, just a few days ahead of this storm that's being predicted. Tom, uh, with the injury front as such, it's early in the season, and eventually these guys will come back. How do you get used to just having this this rotating turnstile of folks coming in and out of the game? Again, I think a lot like the weather, staying adaptive to the situation that's what we got to do because every team's dealing with it even the Packers yesterday they were down Sammy Watkins they were down Christian Watson one of their young players um, they lost one of their best corners earlier in the game and they found a way to win and I think when the guys go out there that have not been in there they have to go out there and do the job that they're capable of doing so I have a lot of faith in the guys we play with BP Brashad Perriman he did a great job yesterday um, Russell Gage had 12 catches. Scotty Miller fought hard. Cam Bray did good. Kyle did good. All the guys in there did a, you know, did a good job. And at the same time, you're always hoping that, you know, your best players are out on the field. Everyone wants Mike Evans out there to play. Um, everyone's out, wants Chris Godwin. Everyone wants Julio, and and hopefully we get all those guys back. So, you know, whenever they get back, we'll be ready to go with them. I know they're itching to get back as well. I'd like to see what it looks like when we can have a few weeks of practice together and we can get up to speed and we can get our rhythm and hopefully we can score a lot more points when that's the case. And speaking of injuries, it's a good thing you sent your rings over there to uh, the World Cup because Fox, your new colleagues uh, that you'll be joining at some point, yep. uh, showed your hand yesterday and yep. uh, your finger looked like it was in a cast and quite swollen. You couldn't get any ring on that finger. <laughs> Did it affect your play and how is it today? No, it didn't affect at all. Um, it's doing a lot better than last week. I mean, I, it was a pretty good, pretty good swollen finger, but it's just part of the game. And I think there's a lot of bumps and bruises for guys across the league. It's, you know, if it was my left finger, it would be totally insignificant. It was my right finger. So just deal with it a little bit. But in the end, it really did nothing. I practiced all week. I took every rep in practice and didn't bother me at all in the game. It's going to cause you to have a bigger ring size? I think this entire right hand is pretty messed up over the years. I've <laughs> broken fingers, torn ligaments multiple times. I've sliced my hand open all on the football field. So it definitely won't be a hand model in my next life. Have you noticed one thing that's common with almost all great athletes who've played professional sports, be it basketball, particularly in football? Their hands and their feet are all messed up. I mean, yeah. nobody's hands are straight, knuckles are all broken, fingers broken, toes out of alignment. Do you notice that when, when you're shaking guys' hands and, and seeing them in the locker rooms and, and after the game? Yeah, because we have a little, you know, you, they're, they're, I call them collections. You know, over time you collect all these little different things. And I've got ribs that protrude from broken ribs. I've got, you know, permanent scars from, you know, permanent injuries. So, you know, they're, they're, they just tell a story like all of us. I remember each and every one of them, and I remember how it happened, when it happened, how I dealt with it, and um, it's just kind of part of the makeup of life. You know, it's one of those things that you go through your career, and I've listed them all down, you know, over a long period of time. It's a laundry list at this point from head to toe, but it's like all of us athletes. It's what you, it's what you go through. You know, it's the price you're willing to pay for the joy that you have when you take the field and you get to do something that 
you know, so few ever get to experience. And I don't think you ever take those things for granted. I think you cherish the opportunities. I think you love the moment. I think you obviously disappointed by the failure, but you know, at the same time, the joy of winning far exceeds any of it. So that's the, that's the best part of playing. And even with all of that, all of those battle wounds, you took off and ran the ball, had a huge run, 18 yards, even broke your, your knee brace, which was kind of scary because fortunately you had that brace on. Otherwise, that could have been your knee. Uh, it was your longest run, uh, was negated since 2007. You still got a few hops there, huh? I got out of it. It was a lot. It, believe me, I said after the game, nobody can turn a 40-yard run into an 18-yard run like I can. That was... <laughs> I made that look pretty easy, going from 40 to 18. And, and look, when I'm out there doing that, there's not a lot of good things that are happening. So the best thing I could do is get the ball out of my hands, give it to someone who can actually do something with it, which is someone other than the quarterback, one of the other five skill guys that can work magic when it's in their hands. And is there something wrong with that brace or something wrong with your slide? You know, the slide, I, it was weird. I'd never had that happen before. I landed on it, and it completely torqued, and it was like, one of the, the the outside parts of it bent to the point where it's sticking right into the side of my knee, which was I wanted to get through that third down play, and uh, and I went and changed a brace on the sideline. So had we converted and made it to the next, uh, let's say we had hit a you know a pass to get us to first down, I don't know what I'd have done because I don't think I could have carried on for a, another play with the way that it was sitting on my knee at that point. I'm sure you'd have figured out something, and we're proud to say that our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can'tstopbanking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Stay with us. More with Tom Brady when we return right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hi, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. Now that the NFL season is finally underway, we'll be filling your podcast feeds with three, yes, three fantastic podcasts every week. On Mondays, we'll be reacting to all of the action from the weekend's games. Wednesdays are for a deeper dive into one specific topic. And Fridays, we'll give you a bite-sized episode with all of my various fantasy football thoughts. You can listen to all of these NFL Roadshow episodes on the SXM app or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Now through November 2nd, shop the big bridal sale at K and save on engagement, wedding, and anniversary rings. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details and celebrate every kiss with K. You've perfected that. Thanks. How many times do you think we've heard that through the course of our lives, listening to the radio? Thousands. Pretty good marketing. Very good marketing. Every kiss begins with K. Tom, it looked like uh, Thomas Morstead yesterday kicked some ass. <laughs> I don't know how else you say it. <laughs> Poor Trent Sherfield. <laughs> he, uh, he was on the receiving end of that. <laughs> You could wonder if there's any imprint, imprint of any dimples uh, as it made its mark, literally. So that was pretty unique. And I, you know, part of being a part of the lore of, you know, the butt fumble, I was at that game. And the best part about that was I didn't see it live. I really didn't know what happened. And I got back to my hotel that night and I stayed in 
New York that night. Uh, it was a Thursday night game, and I got to see my son the next day, who was living in New York at the time. And it was about 12 o'clock. I got back to my hotel, and I turned on one of the networks, and they were replaying the game. And I saw the butt fumble. And the first time I saw it, I laughed out loud to myself in a room by myself for 20 seconds because I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life in sports. And the fact that our team was on the beneficiary of it and I was on the sideline uh, still makes it one of the funniest things I ever remember in sports. I don't think yesterday topped it, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, that one's going to be played and replayed. I think that one is going down uh, down in the history books forever. That is, that is beyond... Uh a meme that's a that's going to be a highlight or a low light or whatever you want to call it that will be uh that will live forever now where's john facenda be. when we need him where how would john facenda <laughs> describe that a kick in the ass a kick in the ass <laughs> the autumn wind is a raider oh that's good i like that and, and tom you got taken off the hook a little bit too uh you know things move pretty quickly so it's uh it's no longer going to be the uh tommy toss of the tablet uh, now Ken Dorsey, uh, his turn in the barrel, as our friend Jack Nicholson would say. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of that little tantrum? I thought it was pretty impressive. Now I've been mad. That was he was that was a lot of anger in that, and it was impressive. I it looked like a little trademark infringement based on my prior week. <laughs> so I got to maybe send a cease and desist to Ken. But I like the passion, Ken. Keep it up. Bills are always trying to do uh, what you do, aren't they? That's right, and I'm not the only adult uh, in the entire league that's throwing temper tantrums. So thank you, Ken, for taking me off the hook. Can you describe the moment, what that's like, where there's just that frustration sits in? Because if ever a guy oh. could relate, it's you to what Ken Dorsey did. Oh, I know exactly what he was feeling, absolutely. Well, there's so much emotion. You're in, You look, you feel like you're in a battle out there, and it's a physical battle, and it's just so, I mean, you got to get the emotion out. And I know it should be poised and... Yeah, there's moments and sometimes it just boils over. I'd rather have it boil over on the sideline than on the field, you know, and sometimes it's a little bit of both. So it's an emotional game. We've seen, again, look at sports, look all around, you know, Zinedine Zidane headbutted the guy, you know, and he got Mike Tyson bit of Andrew Holyfield's ear off. I mean, there's so many, I've seen some of those iconic sports rants that are, you know, some of the greatest things that you'll ever see on the internet from the coaches and the players. And, you know, it's just, Sometimes our emotions get the best of us, and you got to live with it for the rest of your life. So that's okay. It's uh, you know, it's better to have that feeling and emotion because it feels like you're alive than, you know, you could be dead and not feel anything. So I choose to be alive and feel everything. It's a good way to go. You know, we brought up Jack Nicholson's name. Uh, we know him quite well. He said something to me that I never forgot. He said, "You take a golf club to somebody's windshield, and believe you me." you're going to be asked and talking about it for the next 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. It can happen to anybody at any moment. And when you're in the spotlight, it's going to be talked about for those 25 years. Well, whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, weekend retreat, or just a day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offer you the perfect destination for that ultimate getaway. If you're in New York for tonight's game... You are lucky enough to have a Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino not far away from you in Atlantic City. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Tom Albert Pujols uh, hit his 700th career home run, just the fourth man in Major League history to do that. You know how hard these records are to attain. 
and what it takes to have the longevity and to be great for a long time. We're now seeing Aaron Judge try and get home runs 61 and 62. Hasn't had much success in the last few games. How hard is it to achieve these records of excellence when all eyeballs are on you and everybody has an expectation level? I think they're very cool, and, and obviously I've been in sports, and I have a great appreciation. It was really cute. I actually had my oldest son at the game yesterday, and uh, he's just starting to play football. He's a freshman in high school, and he said to me, God, Dad, I want to come down on the sideline. I want to watch because now I actually know what you're doing down there, and I know how hard it is. So when he goes up and he sat up in the suite for the game, all he did was watch you know, the defense, and on the, on the ride home, he's like, Dad, you know, it's interesting because – they don't ever make it look like, you know, the coverage is like, I know what cover three looks like, but they don't make it look like cover three. And, you know, at the pro level, they try to disguise everything. So it's just really cute, you know, just having these interactions with, you know, that things are challenging when you, you know, don't have a lot of um, experience with them, you know, from a high school boy's standpoint to his dad and then again for someone who's been in it like i have watching an albert pujols watching our judge i do have the experience to realize how charred and challenging that is you know that every time you gain awareness by watching and learning other people you gain inspiration from them too because what you're seeing from a guy like albert pujols what you're seeing from a guy like aaron judge is just some exceptional talent and consistency over a period of time and i think that's something that is a it's a lifelong pursuit. It's not something that just happens overnight. It's just you don't wake up one morning and become this. You got to put a lot of the time and the work in. And there's so many people in your life that support you to reach those incredible milestone moments. And a guy like Albert, who I've always loved watching, and what a great player he is. I mean, what he's done over the course of his career has been unbelievable. It's a privilege to watch him play because he's playing it at the highest possible level over years and years and years and there's just so much that goes into it so because i've been doing it for a long time i do have a great appreciation for it i know the commitment it takes and um it's a hard thing to do so you appreciate when you see it and uh and then one day you know you have your kids and you try to pass it on just like tiger woods is passing on to his son charlie you know i heard he caddied for him and charlie shot 68 or something like that so it's uh it's time to pass the torch at some point to the younger generation to allow them to you know, walk in the footsteps of people that have gone before them. And it's a cool it's a cool thing to see. What's your favorite record in sports? It's like asking me what my favorite meal at dinner time is. You know, there's a lot of different things that I like at different times. You could say a guy like Usain Bolt, I always thought the fastest person in the world in history. That's pretty unbelievable. And at the same time you look at longevity records like uh Cal Ripken. So they all mean a little something differently. I, you know, if you look at perfection, Floyd Mayweather, 50-0, and 0, or you look at the 72 Dolphins, you know, I think all those records are pretty amazing. Um, and they all mean something different in different sports. So, you know, there's some Olympic records Michael Phelps has. To choose one is tough, but I think Usain Bolt's pretty amazing. You know, to be the fastest person in the world, that's a cool record. And now you turn your attention to the team once again and the Kansas City Chiefs they lose yesterday but they're explosive so you're going to need to score yep. more points it's going to be a disruptive week with all of the hurricane and weather that's coming to Tampa Bay yeah so it's kind of a 
it's 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 even much different than a road game because it's like you're traveling to come back home uh, after a week away and you got a terrific opponent. How are you going to approach this? Yeah, great opponent, well-coached, great quarterback, explosive offense, great D coordinator, a lot of talented players on defense. Um, they lost a tough one on the road, so they'll be hungry. They'll kind of have a normal week of prep. And, you know, look, I think when you are dealing with some of the things that we're going to have to deal with this week, there's built-in excuses that, you know, should never be excuses for anything. we got to approach the week with a championship attitude that no matter what we face and no matter who plays, we're going to have to go out there and find a way to win the game. So it's not going to be easy. It's a huge test. We're playing at home. It's a night game and it's going to be a challenge. And that's what we should want. And that's what we should expect from one of the best teams in the league that we're going to face. So we got to be at our best. Hopefully we can be that. And to get to three and one would be a great feeling after yesterday's tough loss. We don't often quote your former collaborator, who you had tremendous success with, but will you pass on the word this week, do your job to the guys? <laughs> if you just do your job, perhaps things will turn out differently. <laughs> I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to try to inspire everyone else to do theirs as well, and we can all do a better job. That's what life's all about, always trying to do a little bit better than the day before. Tom, as always, we appreciate your time. Best of luck against Kansas City. Hope that everybody in the Tampa Bay area, St. Petersburg, stays safe this week. Talk to you next Monday night. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. That's Tom Brady. He'll be with us throughout the season, all the way through Super Bowl 57, right here on Let's Go. Any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. We want to thank our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance from Harris Fabishoff. Thanks to our sponsors, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, and Hertz. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.